Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Next one, he had like a joke about watching his daughter poop on the floor where he described her butthole in excruciating detail. Yeah. And I was like, this is wrong. This man is disgusting. It's I remember liking some Louis C.K. when I was like really young, like when I was first discovering that I was a kid that liked stand up comedy. And I would just put on stand-up when I was, like, going to bed or whatever. Yeah, it's because he has a funny voice. Uh-huh. And a goofy-looking face. Yep. And he says raunchy shit. And uh-huh. you're like, oh, I'm young or a teenager. This is fun. Well, and it was around the time when uh, it was really popular for teenagers to call each other the F-slur. Mm-hmm. Uh, with no homophobic intent whatsoever, of course. I don't think that matters. It doesn't. It doesn't. But... He had that joke that yeah. he did, the the famous joke, yeah. uh, where he was like, I would never call a gay person that just because they're gay. Like, if I was on the street and I saw a dude sucking another dude's dick just there, but he took it out of his mouth and said something like, people from Phoenix are called Phoenicians, I'd be like, stop being a, and suck that dude's dick. That is an interesting snapshot in time. Yeah. Because nowadays, we're like, Ugh. Uh-huh. But this is why it's very important to keep perspective. Right. Because I mean, it was very relatable to a excessively edgy 13 year or probably well, 10 or 11 year old me, honestly. Not only that, but at the time he was a grown straight white man, uh-huh, who was kind of raunchy and gross. Uh-huh. In the middle of that transition. Yeah. Being openly like that's we shouldn't be calling gay people that just because they're gay. Uh huh. And it just com- it just came before the phase it out completely stage. Right. That always happens. Mm-hmm. Always. Like when I was a kid, retarded used to mean neurodivergent. Right. Yeah. Like it used to mean autistic. And in between neurodivergent and retarded, there was a stage where you were like, ah. Uh, you know, it's kind of harsh, but it's still technically what the books say, so it shouldn't be that bad. But then, not very, like, it's a, always a short transitional period that that happens. Because then you go from, mm, actually, maybe we shouldn't be using that word because people are using it as an insult too much. Right. Now we switch to neurodivergent. Now watch between neurodivergent and some other shit. Mm-hmm. It'll be... Uh, maybe we shouldn't use neurodivergent because people are using that as a slur now, but that's still what is technically in like the medical books, so we'll still use sure. it. And then it'll switch over to the next thing. We ended up on some weird topics between idioms and 
ancient aliens. Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Two Towns Over. Uh, you caught us in the middle of a conversation between episodes. Um, <laughs> real quick, I did want to. I did see a TikTok of a man saying that they needed to do a reality show uh-huh. where they got a bunch of like conservative women, put them all in a house, uh-huh. and tell them that one of them is a transsexual woman. Oh, they would never fucking be able to figure it and out. And that they would have, before they could leave, they would have to figure out who the transsexual woman was. And there isn't one? There isn't one. Yeah. And call it, tur- <laughs> and call it Turf Wars. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. But, welcome everybody to I Am Donathan. I'm Schneiderman. Uh, I'm Josh, also known as the McDonald's Bandit. The Hamburglar? Shh. Robble, robble. Do you know how much nightmare fuel that shit was as a kid? Nope. Yeah. Go back and look at some of the old school kids McDonald's commercials. I've Don, I have always, forever in my whole life, hated commercials. I don't yeah, I don't too. like being sold this to conversation. in that way. <laughs> yeah. So I would always just skip them or fucking phase out and read a book for 10 minutes or whatever. God, 10 minutes of commercials. So I have to ask, is this first thing the title? Yes. Is this an actual song title? No. no. Okay. <laughs> so Josh wrote this week's script, and when Josh writes a script, we have a title. And this week's title is, Humanity has no faith in the incredible skills and ingenuity of ancient people, so we accredit their extraordinary feats to intergalactic beings. By the Fallout Boys. No. No. By Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy the band? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. The Fallout Boys, that's like a that's like a faction in Fallout, in Fallout I'm fairly yeah. certain. <laughs> like Tunnel Snakes rule. So is this like a lyric or No, it's it's just if a, you don't understand why yeah. it's funny, it's hard to explain. No, I'm I know Fallout Boys known for their insanely yeah. long that's a that's t- it. song title? No. No 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 Don. No. It's, it's just not a song title. It's just a title that is long and overly explanatory. So he said yeah. it was Fallout Boys. I, yeah, I, yeah. I wrote it and I was like I'm going to write a big, ridiculous, excessively long title for this that is just my feelings about ancient aliens theories yep. before I've even started writing or researching. 100%. And then I wrote it at, and I looked at it and I was like, mm, bye, Fallout Boy. Mm, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, fuck you. Ancient Egyptians were better at math than you <laughs> and your computers, apparently. Yes. So they were mm. way. F- f- I'm going to get so fucking into it. Ancient people were way better at math than we are it's crazy because critical thinking didn't happen until like 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 abstract thinking didn't really happen uh, like on a human on a humanity not on level a massive level no until like the fucking 70s like 1970 <laughs> like that that's why the the people who did have crazy out of the box thinking we knew them as philosophers i actually saw again a video of a preacher talking about how bad critical thinking is because yeah, that check, that critical out. thinking is knowing the difference between right and wrong good and evil that was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that's what god was trying to avoid us eating but he wanted to give us the tree of life which just downloads the information into us and we don't have to think we have instructions from on high that so, is not how the Bible works. I know you know that, but... I know. I'm not saying I agree with it. I thought that was complete and total bullshit. I was. 
But yeah, they're trying to get rid of critical thinking. They're trying to get rid of fucking. Oh my god! I'm y- y- never mind. Yeah, I, I. Mm. Let's get to ancient aliens. So, in light of recent world events, this is gonna fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop talking about that and get to something more serious. We figured that we should get topical this week and throw in some good old fashioned alien shit. Oh yeah, what? I'm so sorry. Before we start, I'm gonna try to get as much of it out as I can. What is the thing about the fucking UFOs in the news? We're about to... Yeah, that's I'll what's really touch on it here, okay. yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, we'll get into some good old-fashioned alien shit before we hop into next week's After Dark series. Now, for those of you who missed it, the U.S. Congress recently held a hearing with a retired U.S. intelligence officer who intended to finally reveal the existence of aliens long hidden by the U.S. government to the general public. While we wait to hear more about this, it seems like a good time to reflect on some of the things that the History Channel has decided to blame on aliens, starting with the most famous ancient alien story, the Egyptian pyramids. So with uh, the congressional hearing that just took place, it was, uh, I can't remember, it has like a longer name for the type of congressional hearing that Mm -hmm. it was, but it's a guy named uh, David Grush. He's a a former... uh, Navy officer, I believe, and uh, an intelligence officer. (coughs) So he has gone whistleblower. Uh, I don't know if I believe him at all, but he says that... uh, PBS says, analysis, whistleblower testimonies did not change our basic understanding of UFOs. (laughs) That's from PBS? Mm Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, yeah, he says that the government has recovered uh, UFOs and have recovered bodies of. Uh, he will not. He would not use the word aliens. Yeah, he uh, said he, biological, non-human biologics. Yeah, is how he described them. That we have these bodies of non-human biologics. And there were a couple of things that he was asked that he was like, uh, "I can't reveal that in a public space, but I can in private." Yeah. But this is a big thing because he did it under oath in Congress. Yes, which doesn't really mean shit. Exactly. I just think it's hilarious because on TikTok, because my algorithm is all like anti-government and everything. I mean, we watched Brett Kavanaugh's hearing. Yeah. I saw it. We watched that man lie to the Supreme Court and then get elected to their body. So like... But or appointed to their body, I guess. Almost everybody is like doing a video where like, hey, the government says that we have aliens, aren't you? Or the government's talking. Look, we have aliens. And they're like, and? Are they going to pay my rent? Because this shit happens every 10 years. Yeah. they try Five to- or 10 years uh-huh. every fucking time. When that guy invented a jetpack or probably the military was testing a jetpack near uh-huh. LA airport or whatever. Like that guy got seen like four times. People were like, oh, shit, a jetpack the first time. The second time, they were like, oh, that was real? And then the third time, they were like, yeah, it's the fucking guy with a jetpack. Like, <laughs> what do you want? Like- so there's actually uh, exactly what you were getting at with the, the TikTok things. There were fucking whitest kids you know bit about that exact thing a decade ago. Yeah. Where um, it's the, the main guy, the one that died, fucking rest in peace. I cannot remember his name. I don't um, I was never like a huge fan of theirs, but I've seen some of their stuff. But he he was giving like a, a press release about aliens, an official government one. Yeah. And people were asking questions and he was like, we think it's the space wizards from. And then someone comes up and they're like, are we by any chance invading Iran this week? <laughs> and he goes, 
mm, you got me. You got me. <laughs> yup. Like, I mean, fucking less. It, I don't even know how long ago it was. Maybe about five years ish when we saw the thing in space that was supposedly um, changing its direction. But yeah. it turned out to just be a big fucking asteroid or whatever uh-huh. being pulled by a weird gravitational well or whatever. Like, it sounds sci-fi, but that's because it was science reality, uh-huh. not sci-fi. Sci- 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 science sci- fiction. Sci-ri. Sci-ri. Sino-fiction. Sinus-fiction. Sino-fi. There you go. Sino-fi. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I don't know why we would call it that. But, I don't either. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you just call it sci. Um, it's just science. <laughs> but like it happens every and then the time before that when um there was that hoax about the boy in the balloon. Yeah. Balloon boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, it's it every five or ten years the shit happens, somebody tries to do a hoax, or they it's literally just an unidentified flying Object. Oh, we don't uh-huh. call them that anymore. What are they called now? They're now called unidentified aerial phenomena. UAPs. Oh, or uh, unidentified anomalous phenomenon. Mm, I don't know. Either way, yeah, yeah. UFO is so 1980s. It's because UFO has been yeah turned into a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, but real quick, before we get on track, unidentified um, aerial projectile. Maybe mm. there was a massive science story that but, I'm sorry, you finish that dropped this week that in Korea, they have created the first room temperature superconductor. That's really? interesting. If yeah. true. Yes. Yeah, so. That's really cool. Wow. I that's... will just say that the whole point is that it's unidentified. It's an unidentified object. Yeah. Regardless, they don't know what it is. So it right. could be from aliens or much more likely it's some kid's weird drone or their dad's pet project for a hover car or whatever. <laughs> so the the big toss-up here was I was going to do either uh, Ancient Aliens or I was going to do Area 51 this week uh, because we had this whole congressional hearing. And I had actually – I had picked Area 51 before the congressional hearing happened. Uh, but I was like, okay, well, I'm definitely still going to do Aliens. But as I was like – Looking into, we'll we'll still cover Area Fifty One at some point, but I will sum up all of my thoughts about the Area Fifty One conspiracy theories super fast right now. Uh, do you know what Area Fifty One is? In in actuality, it's like a research and test facility, yeah, it's experimental, some weird for secret. aircrafts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That we're not supposed to know about, right? right. So when you see them flying, mm-hmm. and it's not something you've ever seen in the air before. This bit, yep. <laughs> Yeah! That's yep! It. That's it. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. Onward and forward. Okay. Just so, damn. I mean, fa- uh, fucking facts, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is, uh, source is uh, a 2018 article by Sarah E. Bond on hyperallergenic.com. Uh, great, great article. Uh, highly recommend reading the whole thing. This is just uh, bits and pieces of it. So where did the theory of aliens building the pyramids actually come from? Spoiler alert, racism. <laughs> what? Since the late 19th century, science fiction writers have imagined Martians and other alien life forms engaging in great feats of terrestrial engineering. Brown people didn't do it. Green people did. Uh-huh. Earlier alien theories surrounding Atlantis may have spawned fantasies about alien b- building. 
but the most substantial evidence for non-earthly creatures arrived in the wake of H.G. Wells' success. Capitalizing on the fervor surrounding Wells' The War of the Worlds, astronomer and science fiction writer Garrett P. Service penned a quasi-sequel titled Edison's Conquest of Mars in 1898. Do you know I read War of the Worlds once? Oh, yeah? And I don't know if it was the original version or not, because the version I read was... It's, now, I read it when I was like a child. So I from what I remember, it was it almost felt like a news broadcast it was supposed to i know i because i remember asking my mom what does is this real because i was like eight yeah and she was like no it's supposed to sound like it is but it's it's not real and i said oh okay and i finished reading it and then she told me about the news, not the, the, the radio when they play. read it. Yeah. Yeah. They just literally like did a radio play. Right. That uh-huh. was Orson Welles. That was Orson Welles. Mm-hmm. And they did it so well without like people didn't catch the announcement, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they would just tune in midway through. Right. And they were fucking panicking. Uh, kind of. St- not like rioting in the streets. are exaggerated. A lot. But yes. Right. But they were like, I'm not saying they were rioting in the streets, but they were like fucking huddled in their houses listening to this radio play like a little bit scared. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, honey, go grab the shotgun just in case. Like, <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? That's a pretty extreme level of success for your story to do that to people. Yeah. And I just think it's interesting how... In the book, there are people listening to a broadcast about the aliens, and then you have a radio play that is a broadcast about people listening to the broadcast in the book, and it just, life imitates art, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Now, service posited that the, quote, giants of Mars had moved large blocks and built the Great Pyramid. He even noted that the Sphinx had Martian features. How would he know? How how does he know what a Martian looks like? Uh, I think this is the this is the work of fiction. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Uh, Edison's Conquest was part of a number of science fiction works published yeah. as books uh, or serialized in newspapers in the late 19th century, which imagined alien invasions fought off by great inventors of the time. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Thomas Edison was a favored hero in these science fiction fantasies, much later collectively called Edisonades. Okay. Yeah, I, Ed, Edisonades, I don't know. Yeah. So the popular yeah, the popularization of the theory of ancient fucking hell, alien architects as having a basis in science rather than consisting of only fictional musings can be attributed to Swiss author Eric von Daniken's 1968 publication of the book's Chariots of the Gods. Swiss <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries of the Past. I fucking knew it made sense. Originally published in German and subsequently translated into English, it was one of the first popularly sold books to suggest that extraterrestrial life forms, not humans, built structures associated with our ancient civilizations. In 1966, Carl Sagan and Iosif S. Oh, my fucking God. Iosif. Iosif Shklovsky. I'm so sorry. There you go. Shklovsky had already speculated that contact with extraterrestrials might have occurred in their book Intelligent Life in the Universe. But von Daniken 
took this theory to new levels. The questioning of human building projects and chariots of the gods remains a bedrock for many within the field of pseudo-archaeology. I, I, it's really fucking cool to imagine that your society is built on an alien race's technology that you yeah. could maybe discover. That's the basis of like... Assassin's 60, Creed. Right. Yeah. 60% of fantasy is uh-huh. that. Halo. Fucking one of the most famous... Um, fantasy series of all time uh fuck the sword of shannara is literally a post post nuclear apocalypse where radiation created magic and elves and shit like druids you know what i'm saying right and or you i mean you're meant to kind of assume that it's fine but it's so i don't like that's really cool it's also really cool to live in a world where people who you will never know or never know how they did it. Yes. At least not in our lifetime, probably. Like, that they built the pyramids. Yes. They built the fucking mesas. You know what it I'm was, saying? Like, the, the same way. So, like, you, you recently played Valhalla. Right. Think about the way that um, the, the... Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What were they called? Um... The the old old British people, Saxons. The Saxons, yeah. yes. The Saxons were amazed at the Roman ruins, right? And that was even only just a few hundred. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, that was way before. Rome, Rome was, was ancient. Yeah, Rome was ancient, ancient. Yeah. But Rome was insanely sophisticated, yeah. more sophisticated than the Saxons were by the time they had control of England. The same shit happened when they got to America. Yeah. Like they were like there there were cities, multiple cities, bigger than London, yeah. which was the largest city in the world at the time, other than the ones in fucking North America. And they brought a plague with them that wiped out literally ninety percent of the native population. Right. So they found these cities standing fully open and just pristine. They just had a bunch of bodies in them. That they thought was manifest destiny because they were like, damn, this is like sophisticated, way better than we were going to be able to build. And then the same in South America, the Aztecs. Right. Yeah, and Aztecs like, and the Mayans. Oh, my yeah. God. And the Incas. It's almost yes. like ancient peoples, the brown ones, as we've always known, and also some of the Asian ones, um, like had a lot of time to figure some shit out. I mean, hell, look at the fucking, like, temples and shit in Cambodia. Yeah. They have the big giant faces and shit all over them. Mm-hmm. That's, but. Uh, far from innocuous, these alien theories undermine the agency, archaeology, and intellect of non-European cultures in Africa and South America, <coughs> as well as the native peoples in North America by erasing <coughs> their achievements. Uh, a potent combination of tabloids and television helped to make Von Daniken's book a bestseller in the United States. Historian of pseudoscience, John Colavito, has remarked that while the book became a bestseller in Europe, it was the National Enquirer's underscoring of Von Daniken's work through a serial series published in the tabloid that introduced it to readers in the U.S. in 1970. Three years later, NBC aired an adaptation of the book retitled In Search of Ancient Astronauts, 
featuring a cast of all white men. What? Which translated and visualized pseudo-theories of archaeology and science for broad popular consumption. Now it is... Oh, sorry. Just a quick note to my fellow stoners. I have finished the blunt, so you should have too. Anyway... (laughs) Now, it is notable that many, though not all, extraterrestrial theories focus on archaeological structures at sites within Egypt, Africa, South America, and North America, a fact that has led some academics to see beliefs in ancient alien engineers as a stalking horse for racism. It is a pe- in, a piece of, uh, in a piece for the online journal The Conversation, rather frankly Fuck titled, off. Racism is Behind Outlandish Theories About Africa's Ancient Architecture. Julian Benoit, or Benoit, a postdoctoral oh my god, postdoctoral researcher in vertebrate paleontology at the University of Witwatersrand. Wow, yeah, no wonder the name is so pretentious. Witwatersrand, South Africa, addressed the continued harm of these theories. I mean, it's fair. Like I, I. <laughs> I stopped watching the History Channel when my dad was like, wow, black people built the pyramids. And I was like, what? He was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was like out of context. Just because just I was watching. I used to love the History Channel, man. Like uh-huh. they had all this cool shit on there. Like the documentaries were so interesting. Yeah. And then they started doing this. And I was like, oh, what? That's real? And my dad was like, no. And I was like, oh, man. And... Because I was undiagnosed autistic, I needed it to be true. So I went to a different station. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it's just so. It's just so fucking heinous. Like brown people built the foundations of the world. And we are and we have spent the last few centuries trying to discredit and disenfranchise them yeah even in our entertainment especially in our entertainment Uh, yeah yeah fucking crazy i still like stargate i don't care that's you can like things (laughs) that's fucking so wise (laughs) like (laughs) it's true you can like things. I still like Dave Chappelle, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. I just don't watch the shit that I don't agree with. You know? Like, it's fine to do that. You just have to be willing to grow, and you have to be willing to let some shit go. Yep. For example, even though I really loved his music, because I'm a black kid who grew up in the 90s, I haven't listened to an R. Kelly song since his accusations became yeah. real. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was rumors to me when I was a kid about the tape, mm-hmm. but because th- all I knew was that R. Kelly supposedly peed on a woman, uh-huh. and then I grew up a little bit, found out that it wasn't a woman, it was a girl, and that he was married to also a girl. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh. You know, I think I, I learned the most Can't about- Can't hear, I believe I can fly anymore. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I think I learned the most about that situation from the boondocks. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, mean, I fucking I love the Boondocks and I can't remember shit about it. Buddy, I was not in circles where people were talking about R. Kelly a whole lot. <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> 
So Benoit, Spike- you're saying Space Jam wasn't seminal to you? <laughs> oh, Space Jam, sure. Fuck yeah, dude. Space Jam. Ruled. I've never seen Space Jam. Really? Because you weren't a kid in the '90s. You were, and you didn't have a kid. Look yet at my either. fucking shirt. I see your shirt. I love Warner Brothers cartoons. Yeah, yeah, because they're good. But I just never saw Space Jam, mainly because Cindy hated Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam was not a good movie. Oh no, no, no! Space Jam is bad, but oh. it was so good. Yeah, Cindy hated it because to her, you know, he gave Bill Murray's in it. How have you not seen it? <sighs> But the whole thing with when Michael Jordan gives them, and basically they cheat to win. His special stuff. Uh-huh. And to her, it just didn't sit well. So, I I love hearing about the things that, like, are deal breakers for Cindy. Because they're never <laughs> what I expect them Ever. to be. Never once have they been what I expect. I genuinely... Like it's it, it, so good. It'll sound bad if I don't clarify in advance that I love this about her. Her sensibilities yeah. are so strange to me. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things about her. Yes. I love hanging out with Cindy. She's great. <laughs> we gotta have a game night again. Yeah, yeah we do. So Benoit uh, uh, stated, firstly, these people try to prove their theories by traveling the world and desecrating ancient artifacts. Secondly, they perpetrate and give air to the racist notion that only Europeans, white people, ever were and ever will be capable of such architectural feats. A black man invented heart surgery. Yep. Yeah. And peanut butter. Everything except peanut butter to do with peanuts. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. That's right. Everything except. So belief can indeed lead to action. In 2014, German pseudoscientists and, quote, hobbyists defaced a cartouche of Khufu inside the Great Pyramid in their misguided search to prove their alien theories. Jesus. The pyramids of Giza are commonly cited by pseudo-archaeologists as structures built by extraterrestrial beings. Along with the... That is why this idea is harmful. yes. Finish the thing and then I'll go on. Along with the Moai heads on the tiny Easter island off the coast of Chile. Maui. Maui. Fucking, that's why this idea is harmful. Because it encourages people who have access to these ancient spaces Mm -hmm. to deface and destroy them. Forever, Mm -hmm. by the way. We can't get them back. No. You you cannot fix multi-thousand-year-old... The pyramids in particular fuck me up the most because... They're graves! They are graves, for one, but... I mean, it's... Yeah, anyway. (laughs) So, the thing about trying to discredit the Egyptian people, and we're going to get into it a little more, but they were skilled workers, all of them. They, They also were not slaves. The pyramids were not built by slaves. They were incredibly skilled workers that constructed the pyramids. And it's so weird that people don't believe that because we know that i mean egypt was the most was the most advanced society like around back then Mm -hmm. with the exception of maybe britannia yep it's it's Uh, so baffling to me and i will maintain as well that the most tragic thing that has ever happened in all of human history is the burning of the library of alexandria so it was that coupled with the burning of somebody's keep. 
because they had like copies in two separate locations yes. and they burned both of them. So like we lost so much. Like and it's it's actively depressing to me like One Piece all fans the time. Will, One Piece fans will think of Ohara in this moment, moment of silence. <laughs> Shouts out to Olvia. I mean, Shouts you, out to Saul. All you got to do is just look at the seven wonders of the world. There's only one that's still standing. What them is, again, I don't, uh, I don't remember all of them. There was the Hanging Garden of Babylon. Mm-hmm. There was Lighthouse, the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Uh-huh. Uh, the Colossus of Rhodes. The Temple of Zeus. Um, fuck. Obviously, the, the pyramids. Pyramids. There's two I can't remember off the top of my head. But The Easter Island heads? No. No? Those weren't considered... They may be of the modern world, but I don't know. I'm going to just look it up because now I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. We'll take well, a I'll quick continue little while pause. you're looking. Well, here, you know, okay. no, I want to get through this before you read anymore, so we're not mm-hmm. cutting it up. Um, so I looked up the seven wonders of the world and I got 13 answers. <laughs> I think seven wonders of the ancient world is what you need to look up. The Colosseum. I didn't know that was considered one. The Great Wall of China. I didn't know that one was one either. The Taj Mahal, the Christ statue in Brazil. No, those are new. That's, that's like that's a new list. New. Seven Wonders of the Ancient World, Wikipedia. Here we go. There we go. Um, yeah, you were you were pretty spot on for most of it. Uh, Great Pyramid of Giza, the Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Temple of Artemis at uh, Ephesus, the Statue of Zeus at Olympia, Mausoleum at... Uh, Halicarnassus, maybe? Yeah, Halicarnassus. The Colossus of Rhodes. Yeah. And, and the, the Pharaoh's, light, Pharaoh's yeah. Lighthouse at Alexandria. Yeah. So four were destroyed in an earthquake, two were destroyed by fire, and one is still standing. So of the one that is, of all of them, the only one that's still standing is the one that was built by brown people. Uh, many of those were. Yeah, I was going to say a few people. of these were, but um, <clears throat> the but yes, great pyramids stands. of Giza actually were built long before any yeah. of those, like by a couple thousand years. Mm-hmm. The pyramids of Giza were built in two thousand five hundred eighty four BC. Hashtag pyramids of Giza are what old heads talk about when they're like, they don't build things like they used to. <laughs> <laughs> So Stonehenge, which we'll come back to in the English countryside of Wiltshire, is one of the few structures built by European ancestors placed in this category, structures which is structures allegedly built by aliens. Though in it, the original printing of Chariots of the Gods, I'm sorry, <clears throat> though in the original printing of Chariot of the Gods, uh, von Daniken does not discuss the site more than to say its massive stone blocks were from Wales and Marlborough. The disproportion of speculation surrounding non-European versus European structures is noticeable, as medieval historian Chris Rydell noted, stating, that's what the ancient aliens theories does. It discredits the origins of civilization and almost entirely of non-white civilizations. Mm -hmm. People may suggest Stonehenge was built by aliens, but do they suggest that the Roman Forum or the Parthenon were? No. So what's the scientific explanation then? Uh, we're, I don't know if I kind of spaced for a second because I was looking at the wonders, but we'll, we're definitely going to come back to Stonehenge. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, we'll come okay. back to it. Yeah, yeah. So what's the scientific explanation? Well, at the ancient site of Hatnub, 
a quarry in the eastern Egyptian desert not far from Fayum, archaeologists have recently discovered a sled ramp system used to transport alabaster blocks. Post holes and a ramp with stairs on either side indicate that the contraption allowed Egyptian builders to move heavy blocks up and down steep slopes. Inscriptions have now helped archaeologists from the Institute from... I'm so sorry. François de Archaeologie Orientale and the University of Liverpool to date this groundbreaking technology to at least the reign of Khufu, who ruled from 2589 to 2566 BCE. Khufu is known as the pharaoh who likely commissioned the building of the Great Pyramid at Giza. Discovery and reconstruction of the ramp allows us to better understand ancient construction techniques. It also chips away uh, at the long-held but fringe theory that the blocks were so heavy and the distances um, that they would have had to have traveled so lengthy that aliens must have built the pyramids. Fucking Jesus. But I say again, we know how advanced Egypt... We don't fully know, again, because we lost all of their records, but... We know that they were wildly advanced, on par with Rome. Right. And Rome built aqueducts long before yes. there was plumbing. Yeah. They had fountains and shit. Exactly. That still work to this day. Yeah. They don't build them like they used to. Nope. They don't build them like they used to, young buck. <laughs> so, um, um, this is another article by uh, Diana Witt from breezejmu.org. Breezejmu, I think. Oh, yeah, breezejmu, whatever, .org. Uh, now, since we only briefly mentioned it, let's get back to some theories about Stonehenge. Mm -hmm. With gigantic stones that loom over a vast green field, Stonehenge is a wonder, even in the modern era. The famous Neolithic monument still stands in England, boasting thousands of years of history. However... There's still much to ponder about Stonehenge, like what happened to Strawhenge and Woodhenge. <laughs> um, I want to point out. But was that sarcasm? It was a joke. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. It, it was I, a little pigs. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. okay. It took me a second. It took me, it, uh, more uh -huh. than a second, but still. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're Neolith Neolithic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Stonehenge predates the wheel. Does it? Yes. That. that is interesting then how they did it. Uh, people think logs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, circles exist in nature. Yep. They maybe just hadn't figured out to do it on purpose. Right. Exactly. It's aside from, I mean, you know, probably certain like, subsections of people did they're like oh if we put it on a log yeah. we can roll it no 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 i meant make a circle on purpose like instead of cutting down a tree to like fabricate yeah. a wheel you know what i mean right so there's still much to ponder about stonehenge as there's no written record of the site and what it was used for now historians and archaeologists have some theories when it comes to how stonehenge was built and its history but there's no way to confirm with absolute certainty some spectators have turned to conspiracy theories to explain what seemed impossible for the people of that time period. Seemed being the operative word here. Right. right. The earliest version of Stonehenge is thought to date back to 3000 BC. 
The most accepted historical perspective on the site is that it was a temple designed to align with the changing positions of the sun. This could suggest that the ancient Britons held a kind of religious ceremony at Stonehenge, perhaps during the summer and winter solstices. The sun and moon alignments could also mean the monument was used as a place for scientific observation. So I'm, I'm going to jump ahead just a little bit here because obviously this episode is, it didn't end up being so much about ancient aliens as it did end up being about how ancient aliens did not build things <laughs> and the actual history of those. It, it's because when I started reading about it, I've the first thing that I read when I was trying to research, uh, the pyramids were my first go to, obviously. Right. Um, I read that article and I was like, I don't want to get into all of the silly fucking ridiculous off the wall, ancient aliens theories. I, I want to give credit where credit is due right. to the ancient humans that built shit. And also, even when I did want to get into some of the silly shit with ancient aliens, Google so desperately wanted me to not be stupid <laughs> because every time I would like try and find a forum where people are coming up with ridiculous ancient aliens theories, it would just direct me to articles debunking that. That's well, how well, yeah, I was like, this is good, but no, uh, please make me stupider. <laughs> I'm like begging Google to give me the stupid shit and it won't give me the stupid. So I wasn't actually going to watch any episodes of ancient aliens <laughs> to get the stupid shit because it really is mind numbing. Yep. Um, like they also have a whole episode dedicated to how uh, aliens uh, extincted the dinosaurs to make room for humanity. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what this wow. did, this didn't end up being what I expected it to. It's why the episode needs to be like why aliens didn't build things. Right. Why brown people are cooler than aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Just real quick, I was checking out my weather app. Uh-huh. To see what's going on. And I use a weather app called What the Forecast. Uh-huh. WTF. Oh yeah, is that the one where it's like it's fucking hot? Yeah, today it says I'd rather have my naughty bits caught in a lawnmower than be pissed on like this. <laughs> so, anyways, so Stonehenge has attracted attention over the years for its advanced and sophisticated architectural structure. The stones are massive, with the largest ones weighing in at a staggering thirty tons. Erecting these stones during the Neolithic era would have been a massive feat. Now, historians and archaeologists believe the stones were pulled into position using plant fiber ropes and a large wooden A-frame with weights to assist in tipping the stones. However, or some however, look to much less grounded methods such as giants, the wizard Merlin, Jesus, and of course, aliens. Yeah, they really think Merlin did it. <laughs> so, what did the little green dudes want with some heavy rocks in a circle? Now, one theory states that Stonehenge was built with the help of aliens, of course, as a model of their own solar system. What? <laughs> it's just in shock. Another says that it served as a landing pad for alien spaceships when they landed to assist early man in advancing their own technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there are only... Uh, these are the only two theories that Josh could find because Google was desperately trying to withhold mind-numbing conspiracies from Josh at 3 a.m. when he wrote this. Yes. As yes. he stated. 
It's it was so fucking irri- like I've never been so angry to not be able to find conspiracy <laughs> theories on the yeah. internet. Yeah, that kind of I've been noticing that a lot lately when I try to like I'm researching the Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. And most I can't find like a synopsis of the story. Right. All I can find is shit like debunking it. Well, I know it's fake. That's why I'm fucking doing the article. Right. I need to I need the story, you know, what was believed. Right, exactly. And that's what I was trying to find too, short of going and actually watching an episode of Ancient Aliens. You right. know it's a good workaround for people who know how to use Google in a not conspiracy theory way? Just like add us. Reddit to the search? Incorrect. <laughs> Cuz Google will take into account Reddit. You're going to have to cross the border. Oh no. Into Bing's territory. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that's half my last name. Uh-huh. The other half it is Ham. Meant, yes. It was meant to be or maybe duck duck go. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a fucking pull. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com slash unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com slash unlimited. So one of the more interesting wonders of the world, which has had its credit stolen and given to aliens, is the Nazca Lines. Now, the Nazca Lines are a collection of giant geoglyphs, designs or motifs etched into the ground, located in the Peruvian coastal plain about 250 miles south of Lima, Peru. Now, these are actually really cool. They are. And I I will confess that... The issue with this one might not so much be uh, racism. It is a little, but not as much as it is the fact that, like, they didn't have any way to get up in the air. Right. So why were they built? Why so big? Why be able to see from air? Why come wh- Why? Why come they need to be so good shape from <laughs> sea from sky? Yeah. What are these called again? I'm sorry. The Nazca lines. Okay. I'm. I'm picturing... One of the glyphs from Tears of the Kingdom, I'll be honest. <laughs> you should be. Is that what they are, You basically? should be. Because that's, I, because, okay, good, because, okay, good, good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw, I don't remember now, because I've seen so many of them. Uh, there's a show on, I think, I can't remember if it's... I, I watch it on Discovery Plus. Oh, so holy shit. I've seen those. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if it's on History Channel or Travel Channel or whatever. It's a show called Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates. I've heard of it. That's a really good show because he's really respectful of the history behind things. They did an episode on the Nazca Lines. Cool. And there are actually theories as to what the Nazca Lines yeah, Good. we'll we'll touch on a couple of them uh, in the script there. Oh, th- this section is uh, from History.com. Okay. It's actually from the History Channel. Um, I wanted to mention this back at the, the pyramids, and I forgot. Uh, somebody once said something to me that was that along... That the world was going to roll you? Yeah. And uh-huh. that you ain't the sharpest tool in the shed? I knew that. Um, it was... 
the the fact that there are pyramids in so many different sections of the world. Right. Curse you. It <laughs> threw me so hard. So you have the pyramids in Giza, and you also had the pyramids all the way over in South America. Two societies that never had any interaction or knowledge of each other. And they were like, so why did both of them build pyramids? There must be something more to it, right? Yeah, it's the most sturdy fucking shit. Yes, exactly. Somebody said that to me when I was like really young. All of like some old school ancient alien shit. And then I just, I, I heard that and I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of spooky. And then I didn't think about it again until I was like 24. Mm-hmm. And then I was sitting there one day and I thought about it again and I was like, it's just because it's fucking stable. Right. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Yep. And you can kind of build it to where there is a altar or something at the top, at the pinnacle. Yeah. Where everything yep. is focused on. Uh-huh. And just while we're... Because we blew through the script faster than I thought we would. <laughs> uh, I want to point this out to, or not point this out. What I, it's just a thing I want to say. There is one ancient aliens theory that I think is maybe not likely, but is a cool thought experiment type of deal. Sure. Uh, so there is a theory that I cannot remember the name of, but it's uh, that effectively. Earth was just as barren as any other planet in our solar system. There wasn't really any life here. Mm -hmm. And a comet or a meteor crashed into it that held the basic building blocks of life. Yeah. That were necessary to thrive in our very, very specific, uh, what do they call it? The um, the Goldilocks zone. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That we are in from our sun. So the meteor, comet, whatever, crashed into Earth, contained the basic building blocks of life, of carbon-based life like we have, and all of Earth history happened from there. Mm-hmm. And then there's the ancient aliens version of that theory, which is that comet struck the Earth containing the building blocks of life because it was sent at Earth, specifically containing the building blocks of life uh, that would be necessary in our... Goldilocks zone. Is it called? I think it's called biogenesis. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. That sounds right. Theory. Yeah, which I think is a cool thought. That's fun. It's fun. Yeah, I don't think it's likely, oh, but it's no, fun for sure. Not, but like, it well, is my thing fun. is okay. So yeah, there's the chances of us actually having been visited by aliens. I get you know very slim to none. Mm-hmm. But if the universe is infinite, like we believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, up to the Big Bang, at least. Sure. It is quite possible that there are civilizations out there who are way more advanced than we are. Yeah. Who have managed to learn, you know, have already built their supercomputer or superconductors at room mm-hmm. temperature and have figured out warp drive and shit like that. It's If that's even the way that their technology has advanced, it's, right. it's literally unimaginable. Yeah, yeah. I um, mean, it's equally likely that they just n- never started conquering each other and ended up in egalitarian societies across the globe and then transited into beings of light or some shit. Like, right, exactly. There's no way to know. Yeah. And, well, it's and, at, at the same time, it is equally possible that we are the most advanced. Yeah. Yeah. It, which is tragic. <laughs> or hopeful. Depending. Or hopeful, yeah, depending. It's... There is uh, we'll see how the next 
lifetime or so goes. Yeah, I guess. exactly. There's a guy on YouTube that I really like called Exerbia, uh, or Exerb One A E X U R B One A. He has some really cool uh, videos about E X R B E X U R B. Okay. One A. Okay. Um, one of them he talks about uh, a theory, which is that it, it's basically about the evolutionary hurdles. For, oh yeah. yeah, we've discussed that before. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so we we know roughly the hurdle that we're on, but we don't know if other civilizations, civilizations already... or even other life orbs at all have managed to clear the same amount of hurdles or if they're leagues ahead of, ahead of us. Well, like, it's like the, I was uh, Kyle Hill, I think, on YouTube. I don't know. Um, he does a lot of nuclear stuff, but mm-hmm. also science stuff. Um, he was the guy that looks, he's like blonde, um, long hair, and he used to write on glass. Yes. That guy. Um, he now has the facility, but, um, he was talking about like the, um, c- civilization types, like zero through five or six or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, let's look at it this way. I believe aliens exist, whether we're the most advanced or or not, whatever. I believe they almost have to exist because if, as we say, the universe is infinite, it's literally impossible that That they don't right. That other types of life don't happen. That's just not how infinity works. Right now. Here's the thing. Even if another society, one planet, or even a whole galaxy became universe-spanning, like like traversing the universe, it's still infinite. Yeah. Which means the chance that they find us specifically is also almost zero. Like, it's infinite. So it doesn't really matter whether or not you believe aliens exist even if you do even if you think they're like universe level aliens the chances that they've found us are so small it's kind of ridiculous to think that we'll ever get to see an alien which is a shame it is. I want to see an alien. And, like, really the only way would be if and when our society, be- if, fucking big if, our society becomes universe-spanning itself, mm-hmm. that chance increases to, like, I don't know, less than one still. Yeah. But, like... It's 0. Point a lot of zeros, 1% <laughs> chance. Right. It's stupidly small. Yeah. Even then. So anyway, so the Nazca lines were created by the ancient Nazca culture in South America and depicted various or art and depict various plants, animals and shapes. The the yeah, sorry, the 2000 year old Nazca lines can only be fully appreciated when viewed from the air, given their massive size. Now, despite being studied for over 80 years, the geoglyphs, which were designated a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1994, are still a mystery to researchers. Now, there are three basic types of Nazca lines, straight lines, geometric designs, and pictorial representations. There are more than 800 straight lines on the coastal plain, 
some of which are 30 miles long. Additionally, there are over 300 geometric designs, which include basic shapes such as triangles, rectangles, trapezoids, as well as spirals, arrows, zigzags, and wavy lines. So it was the original uh, ESP cards. The what? The ESP test. You know, you've seen Ghostbusters, haven't you? No. You've never seen Ghostbusters? Don, I'm black. I don't give a shit. There's a black guy in Ghostbusters. <laughs> you think that? Okay, Don, Don, Don. No, 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 no Don, no. shut up. Listen, think about my father. He's a nerd. He's not that type of nerd, dude, oh and you know it. God. So, <laughs> so, oh, no. You there, know he's not that type of nerd. I don't give a shit. There are rules in this society. You no. have to, yes, no. you have to at least seen Ghostbusters. I don't give a fuck if you've seen two, the female Ghostbusters, or Afterlife. If you have not seen the original Ghostbusters, saw the you are an uncultured heathen. Don, we knew that already. You need to be drawn and fucking quartered. That's racist. No, it's not. <laughs> I've seen the cartoon, so... <laughs> now I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. Oh, ESP the wavy one. Yeah. It, it, there are these... There's a deck of cards. <laughs> <laughs> you got me so worked I haven't been that much the hat. So... <laughs> that was leftover emotions from the hat is what that was. No, I'm glad I could help. There's a deck of cards that have like straw, uh, straws, has stars, circles, crosses, wavy lines. Okay. And you hold them up and I, the person tells you. They're trying the to guess what's on the card. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched The Men Who Stare at Goats. Okay. All of that for a joke that didn't land. So anyways, so the Nazca lines <laughs> are perhaps best known for the representations of about thir- or 70 animals and plants. To be fair, it wasn't your fault. I just didn't get it. <laughs> Uh, some of which measure up to 1,200 feet long. Now, examples include a spider, hummingbird, cactus plant, monkey, whale, llama, duck, flower, tree, lizard, and dog. I have a question. How wide are the lines? Like when you go down, I don't... Do you know how wide they are? They're fucking large. It, uh, it says something about how many meters some of them are. Well, it um, says how long. doesn't say how wide they are. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. 3.1 meters wide. Oh, that's the lines themselves. That's yeah, how, that's what he's asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How thick, how the, thick lines the lines are, about specifically. About nine feet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's pretty wide. I don't... So my, my you know, harebrained theory, you know how my brain works. I was just thinking, hey, maybe they were like roads. Because if they're fucking miles long, yeah. like maybe they were just like roads or like a streets for a town maybe they're ancient and they just... peruvian go-kart tracks <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a sick jump <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's crumbled away this is this is where they, f- they... famously the emperor was hit with a blue shell they... <laughs> they... <laughs> i was gonna say they were they invented bmx <laughs> So the Nazca people also created other forms, such as a humanoid figure nicknamed the astronaut, hands in some unidentifiable depictions. Now, in 2011, a Japanese team discovered a new geoglyph that appears to represent a scene of decapitation, which, 
oh wait, that wasn't the width of the lines, which at about 4.2 meters long and 3.1 meters wide is far smaller than other Nazca figures and not easily seen from aerial surveys. Yeah, so that one is pretty big and that's way smaller. Yeah. What were the dimensions again? It was 4.2 meters and three long and 3.1 meters wide. So like about 12, 12 feet by, by nine. 9 feet. Yeah. And that was very small Ish. compared to the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the big ones I know are like, literally miles like see them from a plane yeah yeah yes you know need a like a tower or a hot air balloon or some yeah. shit and like that's why i was thinking like maybe they were just like setups for a town and like a religious or something made them want to make it in the shape of it's, a spider or a spiral or something i'll but. jump ahead because i don't remember if it was in the article that i used or if it was in another article that i read about them uh the most popular theory is that it was of uh religious significance a lot of people think that it may have been uh irrigation mm-hmm. but no it's I, not. Yeah. 40 um, to 210 centimeters is the width of the lines yeah 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 that's what he was originally asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we got there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, some people think they were irrigation, but that's close. They were to do with water, uh-huh. um, but they're in a desert. They wanted water. It was for the gods yeah. in the skies. Yeah. That's why big shape to the sky. It was of religious significance as more or less a, a ritual of... Uh, uh, a dedication. Please bless our village with water. Yes. Because of this pleasing image that we have given you. Yes. Or whatever. Like. That's it, the most popular, most realistic theory. That does make a lot of sense to yes. me. Um, yeah. I, I, I would also believe that like. Maybe they did build a big ass fucking tower. Yeah. And, and like supervise it so that they knew it looked right. And then fucking took the tower down or something. You know, scaffolding has existed forever, basically. Yeah. Um, or, I'm just spitballing. What if aliens? Uh-huh. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. aliens. What? We all did the hand motion. <laughs> so, um, the Nazca people were also known to collect trophy heads. And research in 2009 revealed that the majority of trophy skulls came from some the same populations as the people they were buried with rather than the outside cultures. Which, okay, goes back to the decapitation. Mm-hmm. Sorry. In 2016, the same team found another geoglyph, this, this time one that depicts a 98-foot-long mythical creature that has many legs and spotted markings and is sticking Maybe it wasn't tongue. trophies. Maybe it was like if your person became a sacrifice for whatever. Mm-hmm. You would keep their skull kind of like an urn. Maybe they had a way to like true boil off. I don't know. You know. Yeah. I mean, boiling water has nearly always existed too. Yeah. You figure out if you apply heat to it, you don't get sick when you drink it. Mm-hmm. So anthropologists believe that the Nazca culture, which began around 100 BC and flourished from AD one to 700, created the majority of the Nazca lines. The Shavan and Paracas cultures, which predate the Nazca, may also have created some of the geoglyphs. Now, the Nazca lines are located in the desert plains of the Rio Grande de Nazca River Basin, an archaeological site that spans more than 75,000 hectares and is one of the driest places on Earth. 
Hectares, I think. Hectares, yeah. Hectares. Uh, the desert floor is covered in a layer of iron oxide-coated pebbles of a deep rust color. The ancient people created their designs by removing the top 12 to 15 inches of rock, revealing a lighter colored <laughs> sand below. They likely began with small-scale models and carefully increased the model's proportions to create the large designs. There you uh, go. A hectare yeah. is 10,000 meters squared. And these were 75,000 hectares or hectares. That can't be right. So 70. A-G-C-T-A-R-E-S? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's about 2.4 acres, according to this other. The... Yeah. So like the, the area can, that has the Nazca lines, that's only 150,000 acres. If it's roughly okay. 2.4. Yeah. Most of the known geoglyphs were formed by... Oh, no, that's 185,000 acres. Whatever. What is that in a distance that I know? I don't know. God. (laughs) Most of the known geoglyphs were formed by removing rock from only the... 289. 289 miles? Yes. Okay. All right. No, 289 floppledy-goofs. Of course. (laughs) So yeah, most of the known geoglyphs were formed by removing rocks from only the borders of the figures, creating a kind of outline, while others were formed by removing rocks from the interior. Given the low amount of rain, wind, and erosion in the desert, the geoglyphs have remained largely unscathed throughout the centuries. When you said that they probably started with the small models and went up, that is the exact thought that I had when you said the one that was smaller. Yeah. You know, I was like, they probably just fucking figured out how to make it big like yeah. it's also theorized that they uh kind of lined it out with uh rope and stuff before they actually dug it almost like almost like you know the saying measure 10 times and cut uh-huh. once rather than cut 10 times or whatever um unless you're glenn uh-huh yeah <laughs> then it's measure From twice or and measure once cut twice glenn. oh yeah yeah um but it's so easy to imagine that somebody tried to make one bigger and was like, "Fucking, I need, I need, I need to lay this out. Right, like, I gotta start smaller. <clears throat> somebody get me some papyrus. Right, <laughs> get me some logs, something. Uh huh. So, Torab- Torabio Mahia Excepe. I felt bad for that one. I, I, I'm not going to be able to help you. <laughs> a Peruvian archaeologist began it might be a, Mejia. Mejia, uh, began a systematic study of the lines in 1926, but the geoglyphs only gained widespread attention when pilots flew over them in the 1930s. Experts have debated, debated the purpose of the Nazca lines ever since then. You know what's crazy to me, actually, just right now, is they... If they did build them for the gods, mm-hmm. does that make the pilots of the 1930s their gods in some strange way? Just by, like, transient properties? I was going to say, in a very transient way, yeah. That's, I mean, it's, you know, it's just an interesting, like, you become, like, you became the gods of an ancient people in, inadvertently. Any, any one of us with just a cell phone is a god to a ancient human. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just a cool thought. Kind of like it's a cool thought that aliens showed up and helped people build these things. Yeah, it is. I don't believe that the ancient peoples built them for planes. 
No. I, at all. I no. just think it's an interesting, like, you get to now experience what they wanted their gods to experience. And so in yeah. some strange way, in some small part, you become the god. You have the perspective of what those ancient people believed a god had. Right. Exactly. In the late 1930s and early 1940s, American historian Paul Kosick studied the geoglyphs from the ground and air. Based on the relative position of one of the lines he studied to the sun around the winter solstice, he concluded that the geoglyphs had an astronomy-related purpose. Soon after, Maria Reich, a German archaeologist and translator, also concluded that the designs had an astronomical and calendrical purpose. She further believed that some of the animal geoglyphs were representatives of groups of stars in the sky, which could make sense. Sure. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, however, other researchers, including American astronomer Gerald Hawkins, examined the Nazca lines and disagreed with the astronomical explanation for the geoglyphs. They also poked holes in other far-out explanations, such as those relating to aliens or ancient astronauts. In particular, the astronaut glyph has been said to be a depiction of an alien visitor as remembered by the Nazca people. Nope. Other theories state that the lines were created as a way of showing aliens passing by what kind of life existed on our planet. No. Another similar theory explains that the lines were commissioned by an alien visitor for the same purpose. <laughs> so it was an art project. I would like yeah. you to draw me some stick spiders <laughs> and yep. a dog. It's so that uh, when the other alien homies came to check it out, they could fly over that spot and be like, oh, they've got that one. <laughs> They've got that, like, their Pokemon. It's a a collection. It was an ancient NDF. Or, no, NFT. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. (laughs) Earth is is a big NFT for aliens. This is the only one that exists. Mine has a spiral on it. (laughs) So, more recent research uh, suggested that the Nazca line's purpose was related to water a valuable commodity in the arid lands of the Peruvian coastal plain. Yeah, this is where, unfortunately, I already jumped ahead, yeah. so Don's going to say everything that I already said. The geoglyphs... Except way better, because he's reading it from an article. The geoglyphs <laughs> weren't used as an ir- as an irrigation system or a guide to find water. <laughs> Don's doing an open book test. <laughs> but rather as part of a ritual to the gods, an effort to bring much-needed rain. Some scholars point to the animal depictions, some of which are a symbol for rain, water, or fertility, and have been found at other ancient Peruvian sites and on pottery as evidence of this theory. Yep. In 2015, researchers presenting at the 80th Annual Meeting of the Society for American Archaeology argued that the purpose of the Nazca lines changed over time. Initially, pilgrims heading to Peruvian temple complexes used the geoglyphs as ritual processional routes. Processional. Uh, Processional, yeah. Later groups, as part of a religious rite, smashed ceramic pots on the ground at the point of intersection between lines. Which is pretty cool. And that's it. Hmm. There you go. There are three big ancient aliens debunks. Like I said, again, I I wanted to treat this like the Flat Earth episode. I wanted to get into it and talk about how silly it was. But after I read that first article, which again, I cannot recommend enough from... um, we scroll back up or just close it all I've the way. I closed it out already. Um, it was from hyperallergic.com, yeah. I think. Um, if, if you search for uh, 
ancient aliens and great pyramids it should be one of the earliest results it might have been on the second page because i was fucking digging for bullshit and but i i read that article through and i'm like no no as funny as flat earth was it's actually taking away credit from ancient civilizations and i just couldn't do it i, I wanted to debunk so i found great articles that were debunking I mean, sometimes that's what you got to do, man. Like, sometimes you have to be like, look, this is funny, but you have to keep in mind, real humans yes, really made these things. And they're incredible. It's one of the things about the, the pyramids is it was, you know, for a long time believed that it was built by effectively, in, or that they were built by armies of slaves, hundreds of thousands. Mm-hmm. And then we discovered that the the builders had their own tombs they were respected they were masters of their crafts and they had another smaller team of like support personnel i would believe that like maybe slaves mixed the bricks based sure. on molds that the engineers dropped off or some shit but sure. like you know to build something that complex you need people who unlike a unlike a slave, would have been educated and well, yes. you know what I mean, well-trained. Like, it's so, I one of, the, one of the more popular theories now says that rather than, it, they were built over the course of uh, around 20 years. Uh, at least the, the main, the, the main pyramid. Giza? Oh, yeah. Khufu. Um, they were probably built by rather than 100,000 unskilled slaves it's more likely that they were built by around 20,000 highly skilled craftsmen mm-hmm. with a, like I said, smaller kind of support team of like bakers and uh, religious fulfillment type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, essentials for the ancient world. Yeah. So that wraps up the, at least for now, We'll probably revisit. I'm sure we'll come back to Ancient Aliens. Yeah. yeah. We'll do the fun stuff as like a midweek maybe. Yeah, because I just I, I couldn't touch on this after I read that article without touching on the reality of it. Right. But uh, so that's going to be the last lighthearted thing we have for a couple of weeks. For a couple of weeks. We'll have to make the midweeks like really lighthearted. Really lighthearted, yeah. So because starting next week, we're going to do, uh, what is it, two part, you think? It's going to be a two-part, Two-part sure. episode. At it, least. After dark, we're hitting one of the big boys. We are going to be It has doing... been a hot minute since we have done a, a, a major, major well-known serial killer. I don't so... really think... Oh, Fish. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was the last serial... And that was... Jesus, that was last year. Uh-huh. So we're going to be we're gonna be getting to what was old the... Eddie Gein. Sorry, I'll ask later. Eddie Gein, you like lamps? <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> Although Ed Gein is going to be a, a unique one because he has the least number of actually victimized people. Yeah. At least living. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> so as always, uh, you know, follow us on YouTube, not YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> facebook.com slash TTO pod. 
We have uh, our Patreon. Our Discord is open now to non-patrons. There mm-hmm. is a, a patron-only tab. We right. think. We don't know how to use Discord. <laughs> uh, we think there's a patron-only tab. Yeah. Um, but it's open now, so come hang out in there. Everybody's so fucking wholesome in our Discord. It always makes me so happy when I open it and I see people just having conversations. Yeah. Yeah, please keep it that way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for those rare times that Ruben shows up. I mean, cussing is fine, but like, love right. your human fellows well, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. You get it. It's uh, we're it. It's still really small, but we we are building such a positive, wholesome little community there, and I adore. We're it. here to have fun. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. If this becomes full stop. Yeah, we're not into arguing or. Well, oh, I'm into arguing, but just for fun. Yeah, for not fun. for reals. Yeah, that that's why there's no comments on the West Memphis Three TikTok posts anymore because the arguing wasn't fun. Yeah, the arguing was depressing, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't take it anymore because I'm fragile. We all are now, and Don. easily, easily. Uh, too much history has happened too yeah. recently. Yeah, I'm easily manipulated. I'll buy anything. Um, I'll buy anything that uh, says bourbon or pine on it. If it's like a soap that's like uh, aged in bourbon and scented with pine, buying it. Oh, my so Why? Smells good. Smell. Not pine. Mine is bourbon and oak. Mm. Or bourbon, oak, and vetiver. Yeah. Yeah. If I can... Bourbon... All of my like uh body wash and my beard oils and everything mm-hmm. is bourbon and oak. And then I had one that was bourbon, oak and vetiver. So it just had a little bit more of a smoky. Yeah. And I really, really like that. But that was a, like a special edition beard oil. Yeah. So bourbon and oak, that's mine. And there will be a, a cryptid candle that is bourbon and oak. I don't Someday know. Someday when we can get the fucking cryptid candles off the yeah. ground. And I'm going to learn to make hats, everybody. So, be prepared for your two towns over fedoras. <laughs> <laughs> My lady. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, we've got nothing else. Oh, uh, <laughs> if you have listened to the Love Has Won episode, um, we need to figure out like a timeline that we can let people vote. Yeah. Uh, so for now, we'll say we'll give it two more weeks from this episode. So that'll be a month. Since sure. Uh, if you want to join in and give your rating of zero to a hundred on the final cult down uh, for the love is one, um, go either to discord or Facebook and uh, leave your number and we will tally them into the, um, the score and come up with an overall score between us and the audience. See how similar our score is to the audience. What was ours like a six point sixty four? Yep. Yep. So failing. It's a failing cult. No, that's I, passing. Sixties like passing. Not when I was growing up. Uh, well, Sixty four was an F. Really? Yes. Yes. One hundred huh. to ninety three was A. Ninety two to eighty five was oh, a B. Oh, they just reduced it to tens. Yeah. Yep. They made life easier. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we're old, so. Was it still like that when you were in school? It changed when I was young. Ah. Uh. Either way, um, yeah, go either to take fucking hell. Can't talk <laughs> to save my life. Go to either Facebook.com, our Facebook page, or the new Discord, 
leave your comment of what you think the rating will be. And then in two weeks, we will come up with a new number. Like if I got less than an 83, it gave me fucking high anxiety for yeah. like a long time until I hit burnout and in high school. And then I didn't give a shit about pretty much anything at all. Uh, but I still passed with honors. <laughs> so one last shout out again. <clears throat> I'm going to keep doing it for uh, our new artist who did the the new oh, yeah the new logo that you see for both Campfire Tales and the the main shows. Timid Scribbles on nice. TikTok and Instagram. Yep. Go and go tell her that you enjoy her art. She'll appreciate it so so much. Yes, and we can have more stuff with her and actually pay her. Um, she did those for free, yes. literally just because she wants people to see her art. Please yes. go look at it. All right, everybody. So, uh, as always, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck, fuck the bitchels. Fuck cancer. Fuck bitchels. Both, both silly and Gary. Yes. Yep. Uh, shout out to the plant babies. Be good to yourselves. All that. All that. Thank you for coming to our town. He's, our patrons are the best. Yes. Who are you? I am. I have been Donathan. I think I said I was Schneider Man. Yes. And I said that I was the McDonald's bandit. Yes. The Thank Hamburglar? <laughs> Shh. Rubble, rubble. Anyway, thanks for coming to our town. Bye. Bye. Bye.